0: Um, I used to be so mad. I ain't going to lie (laughs) y'all. My daddy used to go buy boxes of candy. Mm -hmm. Right? And he used to always be like, you be so excited to raise money for the school and, you know, to sell the the chocolate bars for the school. So he bought boxes of chocolate Mm -hmm. from, like, the store and made us sell all the candy. Oh, man.
1: Now, I already know what you're thinking. Where can I get the merch? I'm glad you asked. You can find it at too stubborn to dot com. That's too stubborn to dot com. All right. Now let's get back to the show. Everybody, welcome back to the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast. I'm excited about this one. We got multiple streams of income in the building today. <laughs> we got a mompreneur in the building today, Um, a social media consultant. I really could go on, but I really want to get to the meat and potatoes of this interview. Kiana Butler, how you doing today?
0: I'm doing amazing. Thank you for having me. Oh,
1: yeah. You know I had to get you on here. I'm excited. Had to. (laughs) So, um, where are you from?
0: Well... Originally born and raised, I was actually born in Hollywood, Florida, which is really? right down the street from Miami. Okay. So I raised up in Miami-Dade County, uh-huh. Carroll City area, three hundred five. Mm. Where y'all at? Mm. Yes, yes. So born and raised <laughs> there, um, but um, later on, move end up moving to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my father moved us to Georgia because he ended up having custody of us. So moved us to Georgia, and after that, I pretty much moved to South Carolina. Hmm. Moved to South Carolina, okay. and then went to college, you know, all that. So mm-hmm. it was a uh, and people was like, "Are you a military brat?" Nope, not at all. Just moved around <laughs> Just a, moved lot. a lot. <laughs> yes. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: So, um in that like what what was your first memory of entrepreneurship? Like, where did you get introduced to that?
0: Wow, that's a great question. And actually my dad um I only knew I never knew my dad to work a job. Mm-hmm. Um Unless he did when I was younger, but for where my memory comes, it was from him. Um, I used to be so mad. I ain't going to lie y'all. Because <laughs> <laughs> my daddy used to go buy boxes of candy, mm-hmm. right? And he used to always be like, you'd be so excited to raise money for the school and, you know, to sell the, the chocolate bars for the school. So he bought boxes of chocolate mm-hmm. from, like, the store and made us sell all the candy. Oh man. Like we would be out all day selling <laughs> this candy. See. If it's hot, yeah. the candy bars would melt. We were gonna uh, put it in the refrigerator uh, and then go back out. Like we could not come us. back home until the box was sold. Oh, wow. Like absolutely sold. Did y'all get to keep the and, money? And yeah, we did keep okay. the money. Okay. But um, and that's the thing, like like it, some of it, not all of it. Yeah, you know, right, daddy gotta
1: right. get it. He gotta get
0: his cut. He to get his cut. <laughs> but that was my taste artificial, but I, I hated it. I didn't understand what he was trying to do, right, why right. we had to do that. Kid. Like, we kids. I'm like, what is this? I don't want to go door-to-door selling <laughs> candy, you know. But we found one customer <laughs> who would buy all our candy at one time.
1: Oh, that was the cheat code. Yes.
0: Once <laughs> we found out he was doing that, we used to go to his house first. <laughs> so he would take all of the candy bars, yeah. and he would buy them all up every time. We, we always stopped at his house first. Oh, yeah, he used to buy about 20 bars from us every time. And I pretty much our box is pretty much almost gone. But um, you know, that was my first taste of entrepreneurship, not yeah. realizing then what it was, yeah. but now now like, oh, I yeah. see what daddy was doing, you know. Cause like I said, he was always an entrepreneur, had a business and all that kind of stuff. So he kind of was my first the first person who kind of showed me entrepreneurship right. and what it would be like, even though we hated it at times. Yeah. So yeah. So what did you learn from that? Man, I learned that we had to make our own money, mm-hmm. right? And um, too is ownership is great too because we used to hate that my daddy used to take some of the money because we felt like you know kids we did all the work why why you gotta get a piece right and so that kind of taught us too like we have to have our own our own stuff you Mm -hmm. know now that was still to me like i was working for him because he had to get a cut Mm -hmm. so because he did invest in the candy technically right because we didn't have we didn't have money to yeah he had to take the money to buy more candy so that we can make more money um so you know um that, that was definitely something I learned, too, is that, you know, the money that we invest into business, we have to make sure that the profit, that we're putting it back into our business so that we can get more product, more service or whatever it is that we offer our customers. Yeah. So, you know, that was one of the things that I look back. You know, early, you know, later on in life and was like, oh, this is why he did that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, customer service skills, just being able to talk to people and convincing them why they need to buy our candy. You, <laughs> you know, early. early, like, yeah, like buy our candy. We wasn't raising it for nobody. Right. We was literally setting selling candy for ourselves. <laughs> so we had to figure out ways to tell people like, you know. Right. Buy our candy every week. <laughs> every week. Yes, and uh, I know, also learned that people will buy stuff for kids. It don't oh matter. Yeah. Oh yeah, they support children, and that. And I um, honestly, I recommend anyone <laughs> to put their children entrepreneurship early, because people will patronize their business just because they're kids, and they always feel like you know kids do having their own business. Mm trying to make money, they you know, entrepreneurs, they want to support. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, we always sold our candy. We always made a lot of money selling candy, but that was really what I really learned from that. So, hey, that's yeah. A, that's
1: a dope lesson. Uh-huh. Shout out to you, Pops. Yeah, you, you're you right. Now I love now. i was like, yeah, okay, okay, I see what you're doing there. So, so, yeah. In that, like, what, is it anything that you would want to, replicate for, for your kids?
0: You know what? Yes, my daughter, um, Melody, and she's actually in the studio, guys, but um, <laughs> Melody loves the fact that I'm an entrepreneur. She tells people that I have my own business. Uh-huh. And we're actually... Working, we were supposed to launch her business last year. She wanted a photo booth business, mm-hmm. so um, that's what we were working on. But things have very much evolved with yes. the 360 machine yes. and all that stuff. So now we have to tap back into it and say, okay, well, route right, we want to date, mm-hmm. but we definitely are still going to offer her photo booth services. We're hoping and planning and praying that we can launch it next year, um, you know, um, for her business. So definitely. Uh, me and my fiance, we working on a book for our two year old. So we're introducing these things early, even though my two year old don't quite understand. But the fact that she'll have something in her name before right. she even realized she do, you know, that's so powerful. that's that's something that, you know, that we stand for. I'm so for entrepreneurship, um, you know, and and that's something that I've put into my child my Mm. child goes tell her teachers my mom has a business this is what she does Mm. so she markets for me she markets for me and I have teachers emailing me or she say mommy can I get some of your business cards my teacher asked for so yeah so she's already learning entrepreneurship and knows that I don't work for anyone and and Melody her being the oldest she's seen from when mommy was busting her tail Mm. at a corporate job Mm. nine to five to now being able to just travel with me anywhere I go and be able to actually enjoy life and don't see mommy you know coming home late you Mm -hmm. know those kind of things so you know that's what she's seeing and she's seeing how our life transitioned from that to now and i and she talks about entrepreneurship and having her own business and she's interested in those type of things so you know just being able to experience that from just us Mm -hmm. in the household is definitely something that she's looking forward to having for herself yeah that's big (laughs) (laughs) that's big
1: um Let's touch a little bit on multiple streams of income mm-hmm. um, I brought you in real big on it. um what is the importance of multiple streams of income to you?
0: yeah, to me um y'all honestly, what made me what a light when the light bulb went off for me y'all. <laughs> was when i was still broke but i was salaried mm-hmm. you know and i remember back in the day you know you started your job everybody looks forward to having a salary position cuz that you know everybody that mean you making money right, right? right. you salary right not realizing cuz i was very not aware like mm-hmm. i was just so excited that somebody was paying me i think um i think i was getting paid like 55000 dollars a year mm-hmm. and that was pretty good you great, know what i'm saying great. so um not realizing after taxes insurance mm-hmm. <laughs> all this stuff come out Uncle Right. Yes. they going to get that cut. Okay. <laughs> so that salary is not much. And I realized that I was working so hard, working overtime, working 60, 70 hours and was only getting paid 40. I was like, no, this cannot be life. And I was still struggling, living paycheck to paycheck, getting off of a salary job to go bartending at night, mm-hmm. you know, just going to do That's- this. You know, just really hustling, trying to make get the make ends meet. Mm. Just make them meet, (laughs) you know. And I got tired of living that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I figured out. I was like, you know what? The problem is, I keep getting jobs. Mm -hmm. I was having multiple streams of income, but they were all employed income, Mm.
1: and that was yes, Mm -hmm. and it
0: required my time, and I was not spending a lot of time with Melody because at that time it was just her, and um. And that took away from our mother-daughter bond a lot because our mommy was always working. And um, that's when I realized, okay, something's not right. Why am I still broke? I'm working two or three jobs, right, and still making payment arrangements and all these different things Mm -hmm. just so that I can make sure that we have a roof over our head, lights, and all these different things, right? And so what I started doing, I started reading, Mm -hmm. And um, I noticed that the wealthy and then the people who I knew personally, locally in Colombia, mm. um, they were all, they had money. They were all entrepreneurs. Right. They were all business owners. And I was like, wait a minute.
1: What's going on?
0: What's going on here? <laughs> like, we do, I, need to, I need a business. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that's what I immediately started thinking. I was like, okay. So that's when I really started reading, like, Robert Kiyosaki mm-hmm. and um, The Science of Getting Rich and all these different books. And I was like, wow. I was like, really? All I got to do is just think. As if I'm already in this situation and it just happens and, yo, it's real. And so that's when I started really, okay, okay, I got to figure out a way to make money that's going to be lucrative but residual Mm. and um, always flowing and growing, Mm. right? Something where if something was to happen to my job, that this money would still be here. It would never go away. Right. And then I wanted money that was be able to last long enough so that when my daughter gets older, Mm -hmm. she will have that as well. And she will have the option, you know, option if Mm -hmm. she wants to work or not. And so that's when I realized the importance of multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, you know, I was thinking about all the bills I paid out of that one check. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of people don't think about this is why we broke. Mm -hmm. Okay, (laughs) we have so many bills that come out of one check. And we probably get that check maybe two times on average a month.
1: That's and not enough.
0: enough money. After you pay your bills and you get groceries, especially if you have multiple children, mm. it's it's expensive. Mm. You're not making enough money. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you don't realize it until... You actually sit down and look at it. And that's what I had to do. And I was like, oh my God, this this is a setup. I felt like I was set up Mm -hmm. all my life, like for real. I was Mm -hmm. like, ain't nobody told me this, right? So they're not going to teach us multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. So we have to teach ourselves. And so I'm a big advocate for multiple streams of income and helping people realize that they can convert their skills and talents into multiple streams of income. I always Mm -hmm. tell people to look at their job as investors. Mm take some of that money and invest it into something that's going to create additional income for you so that if something happens to your job or let's say like for instance one of my friends she is she's battling with her job right now because Her mom is getting ready to have surgery and Mm. she's in Maryland and she's the caretaker and her job don't she has to leave work and her job is like, no, you can't Mm. go. And she's like, no, I gotta go. And so and she messaged me. She was like, Thank you so much for introducing me to another way of making money because Mm. my job is really giving me a really hard time right now Mm about my mom. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, if it wasn't for this extra income, I would be, I would have to be. At work. Because <laughs> she don't have any other income. Yeah. You know, she wouldn't have anything else. Right. And that's what I talk about, not having that freedom. You feel like you're on mm-hmm. lock and chain mm-hmm. because you can't do the things that you want to do. That's why most restraints of income is important because you just never know. What if you don't? What if somebody gets sick and your job say, no, you can't go?
1: Then what? Then
0: what? I know now you got me, a decision, you know?
1: Yeah. I know for me, it's like the more that I'm being in corporate America still.
0: hmm
1: it, it's like I cringe every time I have to ask for time. Though. My time. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: And it should make you uncomfortable. It, does. it should make other yeah. people uncomfortable. And it it, it should. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying quit your job. Right, right. Y'all, this is not quit your right, job day. Right, okay, right. just get that very straight. <laughs> Please have a plan <laughs> Don't <first. laughs> Yes, have a plan. Because I promise you, my day was planned. Mm-hmm. Um, I had hired me a business coach. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he said, Kiana, this is the same question y'all have to ask yourself, Kiana. How much money do you need to make to quit your, quit your job, mm-hmm. right? And this is something I literally had to say, okay, I'm bringing in this amount of money. My bills are this much, right? So if I could at least make this amount of money to supplement my income from my job, I'm leaving my job Period. and I'm working for myself full time. Mm-hmm. And I vowed to myself I would never work for anybody full time ever again. Mm-hmm. I will never give more of myself to somebody else's dream than my own. Mm-hmm. So I, I just made that vow. And I was like, I don't care what happens. I'm not going to lose faith. And it's times when you get a little, you're like, oh, maybe I need to go get a job. Or maybe I was thinking too fast. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, because I believe in what it is that I want. I already know. I have a strong belief system, manifestation, all that good stuff. And, um, you know, and I just feel like if you believe it to happen, it will. And you just got to, now nah, I'm not going to say you just going to fall your lap. You're going to have to work. Yes. You're going to have to work. But you make. was
1: working hard anyway. Yes, I was. <laughs> I was.
0: Anyways, I was like, shoot, I can work just as hard mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. So let's make some stuff happen, you know. So And that was just only, that was probably just six years ago. Mm-hmm. Six, seven years ago. It wasn't that long ago. So That's your big. life can really change fast. It just depends on you and your work ethic and what's going on in your life.
1: That's big. Yes. I know, um, like you said, it's just basically making the decision. Um, once you have a plan in place. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to figure out how important it is. To yes. Them. Because yes. if it's not if it's Rachel. not a priority, then it's a waste of time. That's it.
0: Do. That's it. And I tell people all the time, right? And, um, you know, you you're in a situation because you, because mm-hmm. of you. You're mm-hmm. in your own way. As long as you continue to allow things to happen the way it is, it's going to continue to do that. We literally have the power to change our own life it's just all about decisions who we hang around with that's so important right who we hang around with who are we connecting with who are you telling your dreams and desires to, to or do you even believe your own dreams right. and desires right. like do you do you feel you deserve it mm. right and some people just lazy
1: <laughs>
0: hey i mean yeah, some people just flat that's out lazy <laughs> and and you know you it don't come like that mm. and then they're forever struggling forever complaining about this situation and you know, and they can just really just do something about it. Just connect, get connected to the right people, mm-hmm. you know, start saving money, start spending so much on unnecessary things. We spend so much money on things that's not going to bring value back into our situation mm-hmm. or bring, that's my daughter, y'all. It's so. mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Just saying. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but we, bring, we spend so much money on things that's not going to bring back money. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So.
1: there's a bar right there. Yeah. So. Um, just to to keep on on task with the with the multiple streams of income, do you feel as though you could have too many streams of income?
0: You know what? I don't. I don't think so because I have a lot. Mm. Me between me and my fiance, we have like 36, mm. 36 streams of income. But uh, a lot of times, a lot of the streams of income will come out of one source. Right. So, like for instance, I have my consulting. Business Mm -hmm. right social media consulting business. So I have a coaching program in it. I have courses. Mm -hmm. I have uh, residual uh, Services and packages. I have things that are product based Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different streams of income that are flowing from that. Yeah So there are situations where one business can view you multiple streams within itself, right? So, you know, um, if you invest in stocks, you know, we, you know, invest in stocks heavily. Mm-hmm. Our children have stock portfolios. So that's another stream of income, you know, that's money that can be inherited That's money. You can get passed down to your family is money that continues to grow forever as long as you let it sit in there, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's so many different ways to make money. It's crazy, but I don't believe there's ever a such thing as multiple. I mean, too many income streams mm-hmm. because you just never know what could happen down the line. And, and you just... You just don't know. Like, for instance, my business, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say, you know, whenever God decides to call me home, Melly doesn't want to do social media. Right. All them streets going to be dead, mm-hmm. right? Because one thing after we go, we can't force our children to
1: nope.
0: run a business. And that's what I tell people. Like, we have to have some type of money that they don't have to put their hands on, mm-hmm. that they don't have to do work to keep it running mm-hmm. because they have their own dreams and desires that they want to go after, right. you know? So it's important that also when you get these multiple streams of income that you have sources of income that'll continue to run mm. even if your children not doing anything with it, you know? So, you know, that's good stuff, but hey, multiple mm. streams of income, get as many as you can. <laughs> <laughs> as many, I and get some for your kids too. <laughs> I know
1: this, right. One thing that I I neglected to mention, just because you do have a lot, um, is that you are also a travel agent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, just to talk about that a little bit, what would you? What's like the best part of being a travel agent? You
0: know me? what? I don't call myself a travel agent. No, I call myself a travel business owner. Mm. I just want to let y'all know that, okay? Mm. Hey, because honestly, I like to help people become entrepreneurs. Right. Um, big on entrepreneurship. So one thing about my business is that my travel business is that I'm able to help people become entrepreneurs in the travel industry. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my favorite things is just helping other families prosper and create multiple streams of income. And I love to travel and my daughter loves to go with me. So mm-hmm. we, we just literally got back from Jamaica. So um, like we're always gone. Like that's one of the biggest things because I always wanted to travel more. I never had a passport before the business, mm-hmm. before my business. So, you know, it has allowed me to be able to do that. And it has just opened a world of opportunity for us you know, introduce us to different cultures. We get to meet so many people, you know, just from all over the world. And it's just a great thing for you to experience. So I would definitely say the experiences and the the relationships that have been built because of the opportunity. I've only been doing it for two and a half years too, Hmm. so.
1: I know I saw a post that you did um, not too long ago where you said that as opposed to giving Melody gives you give her experiences. Yes. I thought
0: that was huge. Yeah, a lot of people hit me up. Like yeah. people, people hit me up because I guess they felt that yeah. like they want to do that too. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people hit me up like, "What are you doing? How you do that?" You know. And I just um, I've been stopped getting <laughs> Melody gifts for Christmas a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, about two years ago I started incorporating trips. Mm-hmm. Um, so experiences from different cultures So every year she goes somewhere international with me, but she goes to a lot of domestic places, mm-hmm. you know within the United States with right. me. Uh, We I try to travel with her at least once a month mm-hmm. and in December for Christmas We always go somewhere international. So we're mm-hmm. going we just got back from Jamaica and uh, we'll be next December. We're going to Punakana. So uh, Ooh, I can't yeah. wait to go there. Yeah, I can't wait <laughs> I've been before, there. but you know she hasn't. So we're going to Punakana next year. So you know it's just it's just um, you know great giving her those experiences because for one, like I told y'all, my childhood, um, my my <laughs> upbringing, my upbringing when I you know with her we weren't able to go places like mm-hmm. that. And I would tell people like, I would be like, Mel, we can't go on vacation because you know, you can't be out of school, you know, you can't have so many absences. Now I'm like, girl, let's go. Look, mm-hmm. tell mm-hmm. your teacher, you ain't going to be there Friday.
1: <laughs>
0: right. It was just really an excuse because mommy couldn't afford to go on right. vacation. That's mommy couldn't big, afford to go on trips thing. and different things mm-hmm. like that. I remember the last big trip that I took her when she was younger. Um, I overdrew my account Mm -hmm. um, because what plan it was in or we was in Orlando and I wanted to take her to Disney World. So my actual plan didn't work Mm -hmm. initially where, you know, I would, you know, whatever it was that I had arranged, it it fell through. Mm-hmm. So I had to sacrifice a little bit of the last of my money, and it ended up overdrawn a little bit mm-hmm. of my account. But um, we, but we had a great experience, and she still can I tell y'all, she still talks about oh, man, that was Disney that. from since like to this day. <laughs> and she was probably four years old. That was so experiences is really like it, it giving your children experience is something that they'll remember for a lifetime. Mm. Melody will always remember Jamaica. Always. She'll always remember snorkeling and seeing all the fish under the water. You know, she'll always remember her meeting new people and mm-hmm. hearing the Jamaican accents and seeing that in Jamaica, they drive on the other side of the yeah. roads and the stairway. Like that's some, the things that she got so excited about, you know, it, I like to, to have her feel that way. Right and see these different things, because she was like, Mommy, there's stairwells on the other side of the car. And I was like, yes, we're in a different country. And she got to taste their food and um, experience and talk to the people and, you know, be able to – it's just it's just something that I know she'll always remember. Mm-hmm. And she'll be talking to all her classmates when she get home. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, what you got for Christmas? And they're going to be – Mel gonna be like, I went to Jamaica.
1: Mm-hmm. You can't beat that. Yeah, I don't even know how you responded. <laughs> I
0: went to Jamaica. <laughs> Let me tell you what I did. Right. <laughs> so just you know, that feels good to be able to give that to her, yeah. so that she can you know something that she'll always be able to tell people <laughs> forever. And right. Now she'll be like, well, Mom, mommy takes me on a trip every yeah. Christmas. Yeah, so, that's better. Yeah, hey, I wish I had
1: a, had some gifts <laughs> like that. Right. Um, me too. <laughs> but would you, would you traveling so much? Um, what kind of what? I know for me personally, it's a lot of things that the day of, I'm a, first of all, I'm a terrible packer. I always <laughs> wait to the last minute. What What are some travel tips that you have?
0: Oh, my gosh, y'all. Listen, first of all, I highly recommend you to get global entry. Okay. Right? Global entry includes TSA pre-check. Mm-hmm. My travelers know what I'm talking about, but if you're not a traveler, look, you go on, make sure you go to the right website because a lot of people scan it. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't know the website right now, but you just type global entry and it says US Customs Department Border, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's the right website. It's a hundred dollars. It lasts for five years. Comes with TSA Precheck. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing since SliceBerry, especially if you plan to travel international, it is gonna be your best friend, mm-hmm. okay? So, um, definitely get that. You know, TSA PreCheck allows you to be able to go through the security line without taking off your shoes, belt, and all that stuff. You don't have to worry about that. Um, add Clear. Yes. Y'all heard Clear. Yes. Clear, clear me. Got to get them because they take you to the front of the security line um, and you get to pass everybody else. Yeah. It's like the bomb. You look. You feel like you VIP. You can't beat that. Yes, I'm telling you. Get that. Uh, when you're traveling, especially if you go international, make copies of your passport Upload them to your Google Drive so that you'll have access. So if something ever happened to your passport, you can't find it, you'll still have your passport Mm -hmm. um, with you. So I always encourage people to make a copy of their passports um, and make sure somebody else have a copy of them that, you know, is local Mm -hmm. where you're from as well.
1: Mm Uh-huh. i switched sides on you. Why you ain't go to the site yet? TooStubbornToFail.com. That's TooStubbornToFail.com. Go check it out
0: um also suntan lotion look we always forgetting our <laughs> suntan, our sunscreen stuff yeah. have to get that have cash it's always had to cash because if you're traveling internationally uh, internationally you want to be able to tip mm-hmm. and you can't tip them with your debit card right. so you <laughs> have cash um uh our money goes a long way in a lot of countries so you know they'll be excited about a couple of dollars or whatever you give them so you know just have cash and um Just double check your, you know, your flights and make sure that they're all good. Check the weather. That's so important, too, Um, because it rained in Jamaica Mm -hmm. um, off and on pretty much every day. Um, But we had some really good days, too. So, you know, we had a great, amazing time. Mm -hmm. Um, If you, um, for savings, um, you should, I highly recommend, plugging, plugging here, start a travel business. That's what what the platform is for start a travel business when i tell you you're Mm. gonna save a lot of money people always ask how you travel so much honey i got a travel business i ain't gonna lie to you it's the bomb (laughs) okay just want to put that out there too so i'm telling you it's the bomb okay
1: so yes saving
0: savings i'm telling you but those are like the main tips i would definitely give uh when it comes to that get to the airport early too Mm. you know you don't have to get as early if you got pre checked right and cleared all, right. all that but I'm just saying you know so um that saves you a lot of time but I, um those are like the main tips I always tell clients if you know if I have some I have my I have VIP clients mm-hmm. I don't really post about trips and stuff. They just hit me up like, hey, I I want to go such Mm such. And they be ready to pay. Mm -hmm. So uh but I use my travel business a lot for retreats. Um for for retreats for entrepreneurs and business owners, of course. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I do. That's what we do. That's what I do. (laughs) You know entrepreneurs it's called Business Speech Bank Um so we do different trips. Um we're entrepreneurs, business owners and we have people come in and talk and teach. Um, so, I always feel like entrepreneurial business owners work so hard. We don't never have time to relax. So, this is a great way for them to get away but still make it a business trip right. at the same time. Tax write-off. So, yep. There you go. <laughs> Look, you know, <laughs> I was thinking about us. Look, tax write-off. Yes, definitely a tax that. write-off. For sure. So,
1: are there <laughs> any places that you have left on your bucket
0: list? Oh, my gosh. Dubai, mm. Bali. Um, I want to go to Greece. Mm. i <laughs> i want to go to that's china you know i want to go to china i know everything going with yeah, china but yeah that's hard right one now. day but you'll get uh, there. we'll see one day <laughs> go get to china i do have on my list for 2022 dubai bali mm-hmm. cancun punakana and some local places of course but as far as international mm-hmm. trips i'm going to a wedding in cancun um as well so you know, I have uh, a lot of different places I want to go. I want to go to Maldives too. I want to go to so many places I want to go. It's crazy. What? Africa. Melody says she wants to go to Africa.
1: That's going to be so a dope trip. To
0: yeah. So it's gonna be Africa is definitely trip. <laughs> one that we want to go to as well. Um, my sister just got back from Egypt not too long ago. I was a little jealous. Um, but yeah, so, um, <laughs> you know, we have a lot of places that we. Definitely want to go, and sometimes we'll run across little things that Mm. we're like, "Oh, that's that looks so cool. Where is that at?" We'll find, look it up, and we'll put it on our list of places Mm -hmm. we want to go travel. But yeah, those are like my top ones that I want to go. Yeah,
1: I might have to steal a couple of those. You (laughs) should. You should. To, I want. I really want to touch on um, one another one (laughs) of your your major streams, which is um, the social media consultant. How did you get into that?
0: Oh, it's so funny. So, you remember when I was telling y'all I used to bartend and stuff at night, yeah. right? So, one of the things, the promoters, the promoters, and I started off working in nightclubs and doing bartending um, in the, you know, different night lounges and different things like that. Well, I started when I was posting, you know, hey, we're going to be at Mint or whatever place to be, you know, I'll be bartending, I'll be behind a bar, catch behind a bar, that kind of thing. They People saw the traction that was coming to my page. So promoters actually started reaching out to me, asking me if I would promote their stuff on my page mm-hmm. and they would pay me. Wow. So that's how that started. And I pretty much turned it into a business. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, what if I promoted on their pages, you know, too, when they could just pay me to promote? And that's what that's how that started. And I turned it into a business. And I didn't realize what I was really doing, honestly, until I got my business coach. Mm. And I, he was saying, he said, okay, what are all the ways that you're making money right now? And I was telling him all these different things. He was like, I think you should do social media.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was like, social media? What?
1: And he was it like, didn't you even dawn on you.
0: I ain't, it didn't even dawn on me because yeah. I was already doing it. Mm-hmm. He said, you already pretty much doing it, but now you can do it for businesses or people who mm-hmm. have brands and different things and post it on their page and do it for them. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. So that's how that started. That's how that started. But, you know, people were paying me big money to promote. They know. I can sell water to a well is what everybody mm-hmm. say. And um I would help uh, they will give me tickets for parties and I would sell them all. Um so I was like it
1: just made sense. Yeah,
0: it's yeah, it's <laughs> just I was like, okay, yeah, let me let me go on LLC this and I llc did November twenty third, twenty sixteen.
1: Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what what would be some of the, I guess, most common mistakes that people make on social media as far as business?
0: Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Top number one, mm-hmm. having their page private. I cannot stand <laughs> running up on a business page on social media and it's private. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, I want y'all to just imagine this. If you walk up to a store, right, you you excited about shopping in the store, right? But they got chains on the door doing office hours. <laughs> You're just pulling on the door, yeah. but they ain't got the chains on the door. That's what it's like to your customer, client, or whoever it is who want to see your merchandise, service, product, whatever. By the time those people get the key, come to the to the chain. I probably don't change my mind. No, I don't even want it no more. more. I'm going to go to the store next door. And
1: you just lost a sale.
0: And you just lost a sale, a customer, all that. So don't, y'all, do not. <laughs> I, I, I just tell you, listen, don't post nothing on your pages that you don't want people to see. All it's right. that simple. It's that simple. I do not use my social media to blast other people, right. to cause drama. I don't do none of that. I don't put my business out there itself mm-hmm. for what I don't mind people wanting to know. Right. And that's why I tell people, if you just do that, you're going to be fine. I don't understand what the big deal is. Right? So is do right not do that. that. Yes. <laughs> like, just don't. Okay? Um, number two would definitely be using the platforms wrong. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, um, just just not having a, a strategy like you're just posting stuff just to post it. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be like that. Everything um, you should have a niche, meaning that you should be specializing something in particular. so all of your information and content should be related to that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, so when you're posting on these different platforms, it's gonna be easier for people to find you and your page needs to be attractive. Mm-hmm. I will also say that, you know, attraction marketing is huge. And that's one thing that I love about having a travel business along with my marketing business because I can the two. And um, some of the things that I do because I have coaching, I even have VIP packages where we would go somewhere internationally or domestically or whatever, and mm-hmm. we'll have one-on-one sessions somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to combine my travel with that too, but it's just, travel is just a natural attractor. I don't care what type of entrepreneur, I don't care if you just start a business. If you start posting, you traveling, you on these different islands and different things like that, people are going to be attracted to you naturally. They're going to want to know well, what does she do? Mm-hmm. She's traveling so much, like what does she do? And you can mix that up with all your other content. And so just, I would definitely say you know, outside of being your page private, using your page wrong, it's just posting, stop posting crazy stuff (laughs) like don't put the red cup from the cookout on your pages especially if it's a business (laughs) page right so don't do that you know make sure your page your your pictures are clear some people put some very distorted pictures on there Mm um like i said it's attraction marketing so if people people are making a decision where they want to follow you when they find your page Mm -hmm. and it's going to be based off of what you already have honestly i tell people it only take people a couple of minutes to scroll and see if they want to continue following you. Mm-hmm. You have to make the pressure and make sure that they want, you are somebody that they want to follow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would definitely say that too. Using of hashtags, people think you post, just put hashtags all willy nilly. It don't work like that. Mm-hmm. So I recommend, I use a website called display purposes.com. It's a great website for hashtags. So you can see what popular hashtags are trending. So you can literally go on there and type travel and it's going to pop up a bunch of hashtags that you can use for um, Instagram, right? Um, TikTok too. TikTok too. You could use, um, there's a, a app called flick tech, flick tech. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can use that. It's a great one for hashtags as well. TikTok, um, Instagram and all these different things. Um, I will also say like business owners who use social media, they mess up when they have, um, different names running across all social medias. Mm-hmm. So if you got Major Key Enterprises, which is my marketing business, if I have that on Instagram, I need to have that on Facebook as well. It's gonna be easier for people to find you on those platforms. They can search Major Key Enterprises anywhere, and they can find you.
1: Yeah, that was right? big for me. Mm-hmm. I had to do that.
0: Yep. Profile pictures and cover photos are huge too uh, when it comes to your business pages. Um, and, it, and I know some people probably like, well, what about my personal page? Can I use, yeah, you can use your personal page to market your business for sure, but you still have to make sure that you're in line with what your brand represents. Mm-hmm. That's the important part. A lot of people mix, I've seen business owners get into some type of emotional. <laughs> battle with mm-hmm. whoever yeah. all on their personal pages like you are business owner you have to hold those things in or just don't put it on on social media mm-hmm. at all because people your customers they follow your personal page for your business page and that makes a big difference for people continuing to to go to you for their services and products depending on how you carry yourself too. so you know just be mindful of your customers are watching that, and i understand we get mad sometimes and We might want to cuss a customer Mm. out. Like, I literally (laughs) had to tell one of my clients. I was trying to figure out why my notifications was blowing up. Mm. My client was going back and forth with a customer who left a bad review on the page. Mm. And they was having a verbal battle online. And I immediately called her. I say, stop responding Mm. to her. Delete your comments right now. Right? we can't delete her bad review but what we can do is um you know pretty much float it back to the bottom right. like getting other people to write positive reviews but never ever ever go back and forth with a customer online mm-hmm. never do that I don't care how mad they make you I don't care what they did y'all take that offline
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know and so that's that's another good example like don't do that y'all <laughs> don't do it doesn't look good at all it doesn't <clears throat>
1: So, um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, when it comes to building a brand though, um, how important is consistency?
0: Oh, it's so important. And I always tell people to think of it as TV shows, right? So like your brand is pretty much a TV show, how you post. I tell people to make sure that they are following the 80, 20 rule, 80% value, 20% selling. Mm-hmm. Right. And so If you're going to tell people, hey, I'm going to go live every Tuesday at 8 o'clock, you need to make sure you're going live every Tuesday at 8 o'clock. And the reason being is because if they're used to you going live every Tuesday at 8 Mm o'clock and you miss a Tuesday or two, guess what's going to happen? They're going to turn the channel. Mm -hmm. They're going to turn the channel and they're going to find somebody else doing the same thing you're doing, right? But they're more consistent. So it's so important that you remain consistent because that's going to build trust with your clients and customers. It's also going to build brand value brand awareness, all of that good stuff. And they're going to trust you. They're going to buy their stuff from you, right? The more value you give, the better. So you have to make sure that you're consistent with giving value, posting, going live or whatever the thing is that you do, because you don't want your engagement to die down. Cause it's going to, it's going to be hard work. It's pretty much starting all the way over. If you let so much time lapse before you come back to whatever it is that you were doing. So it's easier just to be consistent every time so you know just make sure you're keeping your word because your word is everything
1: and you want people to believe
0: you want people to believe you you want you want to make money right (laughs) be consistent and do what you say you're gonna do
1: i know i know that you talked previously in the uh, interview about having a coach um what Could you kind of explain, like, the benefits to, like, a mentor or a coach?
0: Yes. And what I love about um, my mentor and coach is, for one, I didn't know him. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I needed somebody that was going to be honest with me, who didn't know me, or none of that, because they don't leave anything Mm -hmm. behind. I needed somebody who was going to be a critic, because I needed a critic. Mm -hmm. I needed to be critiqued. And um, it is definitely important, because they know things – that you don't for one and they'll have a different um shall I say uh they'll have a different way of putting things uh that you'll understand for Mm -hmm. one and maybe you thought of something and you thought it was the bomb and they be like nah it ain't Mm -hmm. right you need that because they know they already got the money they already know what it is right and there's so many mentors and coaches out there you have to find one that is best for you and also one that's gonna um Compliment whatever it is that you're doing with your brand too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great to it's great investment. It's definitely you know coaches aren't cheap either, so mm-hmm. you definitely need a plan to to have your coach. But the great thing is you get the right as business fans. <laughs> Um, But but you know it's very important because they're going to be real with you because um, you're spending money with them. Um, they're going to guide you in the way that you need to go. Like I told y'all, I didn't realize I was already doing a social media business. I didn't know that. And he told me, and he told me, he said, Kiana, you're doing too much for one. He said, you need to ride one wave. i mm-hmm. never forget that conversation. He said, ride one wave. I was like, what are you talking about? I got all this money coming in right mm-hmm. here. He said, no, you need to ride one wave first. And so he told me, to, he said, I think you should focus on, because I was like, okay, well, what you think I should do? He was like, I th- I think you should do social media, because social media is never going anywhere. Mm-hmm. He said, social media never go anywhere. He said, if anything, it's going to keep evolving. It's going to keep changing. That was six years ago.
1: And one line. He was. Not we had
0: TikTok. We ain't had that Periscope. We ain't had none of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So it, it's evolving. It's not going anywhere, y'all. And I'm glad because it's very lucrative. It's a very lucrative field. And so that, that, that helped. That changed my life. It gave me a new perspective on things as far as business. Mm-hmm. Um, because the things that they teach you in college, the things that they teach you in those MBA programs, your coach is going to teach you something totally different because they already went through the process.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. A lot of times those professors are teaching from curriculum, but these mentors and coaches actually did it. Experience And it's experience mm-hmm. being taught. Like this is what I did to make hundred K in a year. Or, this is what I did to make my seven mil or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have, you have different things that, you know, you can do when it comes to that. So mm-hmm. the mentors and coaches are, are great to have. It's a great investment um, to mm-hmm. have as well.
1: All right, welcome back to the Two Stubborn to Fail podcast. We got Kiana Butler in the building, and she's been dropping so many gems today. Um, But just to pick up where we left off, like, uh, what drives you now?
0: Oh, my children. My children was what drives me. Like, I'm like, ooh, my children ain't never going to have to go through what I'm going through Mm. because I'm about to make sure that it happens. And um, also my bank account Mm. because my gold number's not there yet. So... (laughs) Every time I open up a bank, I was like,
1: yeah,
0: I got mm-hmm. I said, you know how people be like, well, I need motivation. No, you need to motivate yourself. Mm-hmm. Open up your bank account. Look at your life that you live in right now. Is it good enough for you? Mm-hmm. If it's not, you need to get out there and work. Like, period. No excuses. None. I can't stand excuses. I don't, <laughs> excuses. I don't give excuses, so I don't take none. So <laughs> that's, I, yeah. that's how That's how. I am with everybody I work with. Mm-hmm. They already know. Like, no, I don't want no excuse. Yeah. Don't give it to me. Mm.
1: Man, you dropped so many gems today. (laughs) Um, I can't wait to watch this. You ready? Watch it again. Watch the replay. I always always like to wrap them up with a too stubborn to fail moment. Basically a moment that, you know, through all adversity, you managed to just get through that situation and come out the other side stronger. What would that, What's that moment that sticks out for you?
0: You know what? Uh, I you know he told me what this question was again. And I was like, <laughs> okay, let me. You know, I was like, okay. Uh, honestly, I just a lot of a lot. I actually went live about my true story, like what happened way way back. A lot of people don't know about me, mm-hmm. but it, I would definitely say because you know how some children just doesn't don't do well with broken homes and all mm-hmm. these different things. But, you know, my mom, she was a drug addict mm-hmm. and my biological dad, he didn't want anything to do with me. So I never knew him. I had the time that I actually had a chance to speak with him. Um, it was a cool conversation. And um, at that time I was getting ready to get married, my first marriage. And, um, and I invited him to come and never showed up and I never heard from him again. And that was just that one time, and I actually had to lie to get his number because his family doesn't know about me. Mm-hmm. His wife does that he married that he's married to now. Mm-hmm. I guess they still marry. I don't know. Um, they know, but his mom and all of that they don't know about me. Wow. So find out he's a preacher, y'all.
1: <laughs> of course, right? <laughs>
0: and so I was. It took me a minute, and I still. You know, every Mm -hmm. time Father's Day wrote, I still have these little issues every now because I feel like I don't have closure yet. Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't have closure because it's still open for me because I feel like if he didn't want a relationship with me, he should have told me again at that time. And Mm -hmm. I just needed to know. I was like, just in case, you know, what's our family history? Because I don't know it. You know, that kind of thing. So I would definitely say just the fact that um, having somebody take care of me, and I didn't even know he wasn't my real dad. They told me he he wasn't my real dad when I was when I turned twenty one. I was in college, wow. right before my finals. Oh man! So you know how that went. So it broke my heart, mm-hmm. and I all my life I thought that was my real dad, mm-hmm. and that's when he made my mom tell me. But that was very challenging for me, y'all, and just the childhood, the upbringing was challenging. Most people are affected by those things. Mm-hmm. But I just always think about my children and I was like, okay, I need to make sure that if, if things were to go sour, if something was to go bad, that they would have their own that they could get up and leave certain Mm -hmm. situations or they wouldn't have to worry about certain things because they have their own money. They have their own legacy that we're building, you know? So that, that's what pushes me every day. And, you know, that was a hard, that's still kind of hard. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I deal with it way better than I did back then. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, that was just a, a, that's like the moment that stood out for me mm-hmm. Any and some other people, they would let that break them. But I did, I kept moving. I kept it. I, even though I failed out of school because I failed all of my finals, I went back to school. Mm-hmm. Now I have my MBA, you know, I have my bachelor's, my MBA and my associates. Mm-hmm. So I have that. So I kept going. Um, even after that, even though I have that, a lot of the, I actually was one of those people who actually worked in their field in, with those degrees. Right. I worked in healthcare. I worked at Providence Hospital in Columbia for a long time. I ended up being a program director over uh, a medical program for a college for a while. And then I worked for insurance right before I, I quit. I, I worked with them for maybe like a year. And I turned in my two week notice and I never looked back at corporate America again. Um, so all of those experiences, I tell people, like, don't look at your experiences as negative and bad ones. Mm-hmm. What did you learn from it? Mm-hmm. Right. What did you learn from it? So even though my father didn't want me, I make sure that my children's fathers are in their lives, yes. whether i you know, whatever, it don't matter. I want their father in their life, you know, and those are things that push me to keep going. Um, even though I want to, I learn from those experiences. There's nothing, everything that happened to me is what made me the person that I am now. Mm-hmm. It makes me stronger. It makes me wanna be better than those people who did those things in their life and you know, to me. And I make sure that it doesn't happen to my children. So that's that's me too stubborn to fail because I'm like, you know what, whatever. I'm not gonna let that affect me. I'm just gonna move forward and learn from it and make sure it doesn't happen to my children. Dang. That's it.
1: That's dope. I mean <laughs> yes. I can't we, we, we kinda similar in, you know, for me I did grow up without my father in the household. Mm-hmm. And it had a tremendous effect over me. But living that as a father now, I want to make sure that my kids never feel that way. Yes. So that's that's dope that you said that because I know I know the feeling, and yes. I know how important it is to you to never have your children feel like
0: that. Ever, I don't ever want them to feel that what I felt. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it. That was a very deep moment for me when I actually did get to talk to him and then finding out that the guy who'd been raising me all my life as his own was just a boyfriend to my my mom, Mm -hmm. and he took us in. So I'm grateful for him taking me and my sister, the next oldest, in as his own for 21 years without me ever knowing.
1: That's a strong man. You know, I saying? like
0: without me ever knowing that he wasn't my father. He was my next older sister biological, but he wasn't mine. But he raised me as if I was his own. He still talked to me to stay, helped me with my stocks and all these different things. You know, that's the only father I know. Yeah. So, you know, that's and, and I'm grateful for that because some people don't have that. Mm-hmm. And even though know, my mom was out of the picture, you know, she stole from me before, she's taking all kind of stuff, even though I took her in sometimes because it's that, it's that attic, you know what I mean? It's the attic in her, you know, she's better now. So thank God for that. But, you know, uh, you know, and I want to tell y'all too, like whatever it is that's holding you back, whatever, we got to learn how to forgive people mm-hmm. and move on. Let God handle that and move on. <laughs> because I tell people, you can't ask God to forgive you if you can't forgive other people. So you can't move on. You can't move on with your life. You won't elevate. You won't prosper the way that you need to if you don't forgive. If you don't forgive people or whatever happened to you, however they made you feel, forgive them and move on so that you can move on with your life and be your best.
1: Hey. I can't think of a better way to end it. Like you, <laughs> you basically went ahead and ended it. Like what they, what do they do at the end when they take up the, take up the collection? <laughs> Pass the plate. Man, this has been a dope interview. Um, but before we get out of here, how can people find you?
0: Oh, y'all, I'm on social media. <laughs> y'all should probably already know, but um, Facebook is just Kiana Butler, right? You'll see in parentheses, major key got to make sure because it's got catfish pages out mm-hmm. there um mm-hmm. <laughs> and on instagram it's major key enterprises and i have one that's called me kiana right that's my personal page my business page personal page personal page, yeah mm-hmm. but um pretty mm-hmm. much if you find me on one you can find me on me all on, all of them because they're all linked together so you should be able to find me on there
1: okay well this has been another dope episode we at kiana butler in the building uh, thank you for coming through and blessing us with these gems thank today.
0: Thank you. For inviting um, me again. <laughs> oh man, I had to have you on here. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. So we signing out. I'm Darren Perkins. We we'll see you next time.